A lot of you have been asking me for insomnia treatment options, so I want to let you know I have launched an insomnia treatment course. It's a very structured and effective treatment program with a lot of clinical evidence support. So one course is in Chinese and one is in English. You can find it at deepintosleep.co/insomnia. Hey, happy holidays! How are you this holiday? Hopefully you are safe and happy. No matter whether we are gathering with friends, family, or staying at home, and to be safe and responsible, food is always on our mind during holidays. For this holiday, I picked some contents from different episodes, including unpublished ones and published ones, and this episode will be all about food. Hope you enjoy it. First, we have Samantha, a mom of three children and the co-founder of the food blog RecipeThis.com. She will share with us how she stay away from processed food. The problem with England when we used to live there is it's very much built on the processed foods diet, and everybody else is doing it, so you end up doing it as well. When did you realize? Processing food actually is harmful to you and your children.、Um, I originally had health problems myself、uh, back in 2012.、Um, so that would have been about three and a half years before we started recipe this. I had、um, ovarian cancer, and I hadn't even noticed.、Um, and I put a lot of it down to a bad diet. It was the shock of how much better I actually felt when I was eating healthy to how I felt when I was eating processed foods. So we made the decision there and then to give up processed foods. We eat the occasional bit of processed foods now, but it's very, very limited.、Um, we stick to the healthier processed foods, you know, because milk is still processed, you know. But、uh, we cut out a lot of the badness. Um, and it always surprised me how much processed foods we do actually eat, and we're not aware of it. It's like、um, one of my school friends; she was talking to me a couple of days ago about cooking dinner for her family in the instant pot, and she'd always said, "She said I don't eat processed foods because she assumed that processed foods always related to like a frozen bag of chicken nuggets,、um, but the processed foods." That she was actually feeding the kids、um, was the unhealthy jars of、um, sauce that you can buy. It was just one of those cheaper cans of、uh, sweet and sour sauce, which carry a lot of sugar and a lot of additives, and they're actually really bad for you. But I think a lot of people don't actually consider those as processed foods. They think of processed foods to be junk food and nothing else. And I think one of the biggest differences in my health, I noticed, was giving up canned soup. So you know, like every recipe on the internet is a cream of mushroom soup in the ingredients list, isn't it? You know, we gave up everything.、Um, a nutritionist summed it up for me once years ago, and she said to me that if you can't pronounce it on the ingredients list, then you shouldn't be eating it. There's a lot of processed food out there that is bad for you, like.、Um, The jars、um, of tomato sauce that's been mixed with other things. The likelihood is that it'll be、uh, high sugar or high salt, you know.、Um, but when you're cooking from scratch every day, you know you're knocking most of it out anyway. That you 
you'd be very limited on the processed foods you add in. Um, I was raised on the, let's eat um, a can of um, soup for dinner. Uh, it'd be microwaved and then served to you on a plate. And it had a little bit of uh, sliced tomato on the side. So because it was low calorie, it was okay. You know, even though you know it's not good for you. And um, there is there is good processed foods out there that are healthy. Um, like, for example, tin tomatoes have a much higher um, value than a lot of other products. Like tin tomatoes, they're canned at the point when the tomato is at its best. So they are better for you than fresh tomatoes from the supermarket. Um, you know, which we eat a lot of them. Because the idea being is that when you buy tomatoes from the supermarket, they've been sprayed with rubbish to give them longevity. And um, that spray stuff is very bad for you. Yet tin tomatoes, they're picked from the tree when they're at their best and there is no processed uh, rubbish put in them. They're literally just tin tomatoes that have been canned in the juices. And I think if we're just that little bit more healthy, you know, it can make such a difference to our, our lifestyle. Uh, you know, it's like I've uh, gone through phases where I'll have a spinach smoothie for breakfast. And when you do that consistently, yeah, the energy levels is like you've just drank a can of uh, energy drink or something like that because it's just such a wonderful natural energy, you know. And us mums, when we're working hard, we need that boost. And it's so nice to have that boost through eating healthy than shoveling rubbish in ourselves, isn't it? Next, we have our guest, Ravelin, who is a clinical dietitian from episode 15, to share with us how to eat happily during the holidays while losing weight. So it's always good to, you know, start your day with having a little meal and make sure you have a little light lunch. It doesn't have to be something dense. It could be carbohydrate free, but make sure you always have a little bit of protein at your meal and snack to help keep you full and satisfied always fill half of your plate with vegetables. This is extremely important, not only during the holiday season, but everyday life, but it works very well during the holiday season. Because when we sit down and we eat a meal, we are so used to having an abundance of food during our mealtime. So our plates should look full. When they're full, they're visually appealing, and it looks delicious. So one of the ways to make our plates look full is to fill half of our plates up with a variety of different vegetables because you're adding bulk and density to your meal without necessarily adding tons of calories because vegetables are lower in calories than usually all the other foods that you see during Thanksgiving, Christmas, or New Year's time. So always to kind of manage the amount of calories that you're consuming make sure half of your plate is filled with vegetables and then fill your plate up with whatever else that you want, you know, bread rolls, uh, turkey, stuffing, whatever you want. Just make sure half of your plate is filled with vegetables. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea to really be mindful about yeah. the amount of vegetable in your mm -hmm. plate. Mm -hmm. And another wonderful thing about vegetables is that vegetables make you feel really full because they have a ton of fiber in them. So they're adding a lot of density, bulk and volume to your stomach without the calories. So you stay really full and that prevents you from munching and eating extra. Mm. That's that's a good idea. So it keep you full, have this full feeling, but it take 
uh, it use more healthy, healthier way to fill you up. Yes, exactly, exactly.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm always curious regarding vegetable. You know, sometimes I feel guilty that either a holiday party or just day to day meals, I sometimes forget to eat vegetable, or when I order food, they don't come with a lot of vegetables.、Mm-hmm. So if I go back home and make some vegetable smoothie, does that、uh, help me get enough fibers and whatever、mm-hmm. I need throughout the day? So I tell people the rule is try to eat three cups of vegetables a day and two cups of fruit per day. This is a good kind of rule of thumb in order to meet your needs. And I'll tell you, it's very difficult to actually do. I mean, I'm a dietitian and I measure out how many vegetables, how many cups of vegetables I'm consuming because it's not easy to do unless you make vegetables the priority in your meals. And I'm not vegetarian or vegan or anything like that. But I make sure vegetables are highlighted in my meal. I when I figure out when I sit down and I try to figure out what are we making for dinner tomorrow night. I first figure out what vegetables am I going to be cooking, and then I think about the protein, and then I think about the carbohydrate because this is the way that allows you to make sure you're meeting your vegetable needs and consuming enough.、Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it's a lot.、Rule. It's a lot, Ishan. I want you to try to measure it out when you go <laughs> home today. <laughs> You'll be surprised. Like this is a lot of fruit and vegetables. <laughs> right, three cups of vegetables and two、yeah. cups of fruits. Wow,、mm-hmm. I totally am、yeah. not doing it. Like、yeah. I haven't been doing it, but I I should start. This is great to know. Yeah, and, and I always say start small. So when I'm coaching individuals, I tell I tell people start off with one cup a day. Make sure you're at least consuming one, and then build up to one and a half. Build up to two, two and a half, three. And eventually, kind of get to your goal. But maybe don't start off right off the bat with three cups during the day because it's hard to do and it's a lot to kind of think about. You have to slowly figure out how to transition and make it make it into a part of your lifestyle. A lot of people think that buying the fresh fruits and vegetables is the best way to go. And I tell people there's nothing wrong with frozen produce. There's a lot of evidence that shows us that the frozen produce has more nutrients than some of the fresh. Produce out there because frozen pro- produce is taken and froze, frozen right away, so all the nutrients are staying intact. Versus when you pick something that's fresh, you have to then pick it, transport it to the grocery store. It sits in the grocery store for about a day or two, so the turnaround is a lot slower. So each day, as your fresh produce is sitting, nutrients get lost. So I tell individuals. Try to get a selection of both fresh and frozen, so that way you can start off by consuming fresh. So, say you go grocery shopping today, you'll make fresh produce. Maybe it'll last you. You'll have enough for leftovers. It'll last you two to two or three days, and then around the third day of the week, go ahead and take some of the frozen produce out of your freezer and cook that up, and that'll last you another two or three days. So there you go. You have a week's worth of produce by incorporating both fresh and frozen variety. Oh, this is a wonderful tip. Then how should we think about dessert? Say no to seconds and yes to dessert. So one of the things that I tell people is to focus on moderation. Give your body the taste and flavor that it wants without overdoing it. So moderation is important because it helps to keep your portion sizes in check. So when you're eating a meal, you want to you know don't double stack it or triple stack it. Pour 
the standard portion sizes. So have, you know, a one fourth of your plate protein, one fourth of your plate carbohydrate, half of your plate as vegetables, as we discussed earlier. And then a lot of people like to go back for seconds or thirds. And I say, skip the seconds or thirds. You're likely already satisfied with the calories coming in from that meal alone. And instead of saying yes to seconds, go for dessert. You know, have a good dessert, you know, whether it be pecan pie and ice cream or cookies or brownies. That way you're giving your body a little taste of everything without overdoing it on the calories. The holiday times are known for some of these Christmas desserts, these pecan pies, these pumpkin pies, um, cakes and cookies, Christmas cookies. So a lot of people really look forward to the desserts. Sometimes the desserts are just as important as the meals. So instead of feeling like restricting yourself and saying, no, I can't have dessert, I can't have dessert because I had seconds, instead of having seconds, have put those calories towards your dessert. That way you feel satisfied and you're not you know, depriving your body of eating some of those desserts that you're craving. So our next guest is David, a dietitian nutritionist from episode 32. He also hosts a podcast called One Small Bite. He will share with us how to eat a healthy breakfast so we can be energetic and avoid gaining weight. And what a lot of people don't realize is that when you don't sleep, I mean, you, you, you know the studies. I mean, you, you've seen quite a few of the studies, I would imagine. It affects your blood pressure. It affects mm-hmm. your insulin and glucose uh, regulation. And so there's a high likelihood of your body wanting more calories later on in the day because of that dysregulation, because of the, the hormonal uh, dysregulation that occurs uh, not getting the uh, you know the five uh, sleep REM cycles that you get mm-hmm. through the that you need through the evening from a seven to nine hour sleep. We hit the autopilot early in the morning, and it's just one thing after another after another, and it's just a cascade of, of events that we do often all the time. Saves us a lot of time, saves us a lot of energy, and so it makes it very efficient for us in our day, but at an, at an expense, and that expense is giving your body what it needs. It's sort of like a um, meditation, right? Mm-hmm. Meditation is something that we all know we need. Now, you, we can call it meditation, but it's also known as prayer. It's also known as relaxation. We need that from time to time to refuel ourselves, to recharge ourselves. Um, just like we need to have a balanced breakfast to start the day to get us uh, going. And so I tell people, look, you know, uh, meditation is great, but um, if you're not eating what you need, it's not going to help you much. Where right. You go. Yeah. <laughs> what are some tips or things we really need to pay attention to in the morning or we need to consider eating in the morning? That's a really good question. Um, the two things come to mind, and that is, uh, and this is again the reason why I, I called my podcast One Small Bite. It's one small thing that we think or that we do. It doesn't have to be a, a beautiful plate of balanced food groups in the morning. Uh, start with something that's missing or something that we don't need to do so much. So instead of me fighting with clients to tell them to stop having coffee in the morning, um, the sacred coffee is not a direction or a battle I want to fight. Uh, what I often tell clients is, you know, next to your coffee maker, put a bowl of fruit. And uh, this way, at least the bowl of fruit is there. Now, you may not um, eat it 
But over time, what will happen is you might just do exactly if you had a box of cookies next to the coffee machine, you'd probably just grab one without thinking. And so what often happens is that I'm trying to do two things with clients. One is get them to be stimulated um, by the uh, simple behaviors that they do, but there's a slight difference in them. So um, I believe it was uh, James Clear who who wrote the book um, Atomic Habits. He He talks about stacking habits. So if you have an old habit, you stack on a new habit on top of that. And that's one of the directions that I go with many of my clients. So in the morning, I tell them, okay, instead of doing the same thing every single morning, um, why don't you do the same thing with something slightly different right, that's right there? It's, it, it, it prompts you to change your direction slightly, which then allows you to pause or to stop and go, oh, yeah, let me just grab this fruit and some nuts and then let me start with that kind of breakfast instead of just going straight for my coffee. And those are the simple things that I tell clients to do. Now, uh, that doesn't mean that I, I don't help clients work with a more balanced uh, breakfast. I do tell them that eventually we do want to get to a balanced breakfast, but it doesn't have to be every single day. There are just going to be days where we're too busy. So I tell them, look, have something light before you go to work and go ahead and have your coffee. And then when you get to work, maybe an hour or two later, balance off the rest. Like for example, um, so I talk to clients about having at least four of the six food groups for a breakfast. And so what that means is there's six food groups. So there's fruit, vegetables, grains, dairy, animal proteins or proteins, and then fats. So these are the six food groups. I tell them, look, try to shoot for four with at least one of them being fruit and or vegetables. And then you have a protein with that and you're set. And then they go, oh, okay, I got it. And, and then I give them examples and I say, okay, look, so you've got the fruit, you got some nuts, that's your fat and that's your fruit. Now you've got two other food groups and you can just have them when you get home. I mean, you get to the office. And then I tell people when you get to the office, go ahead and have uh, a boiled egg and then some oatmeal or maybe having um, uh, a a scrambled egg mix at the cafeteria with a slice of toast and peanut butter. Um, So what I do is I get people to work with their habits to open their mind and eyes up to how to make those simple, small changes. And then I also tell people, look, you don't have to do it every single day. Work on it three or four times a week and then build on that over time And, and, and look at how you feel. Do you have more energy? Do you feel better? Is your mood better? Do you feel like you need to drink the coffee? Do you have uh, uh, um, uh, any challenges? I I, I will say one common, not problem, but one common comment I get when I start having people eat breakfast is that they'll say to me, well, David, I'm just hungry later on. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) that's exactly what you want. You want to be hungry. That really means your metabolism is working. That's a good sign. And I tell them, don't be afraid of that. Hunger is a good thing. Hunger is telling you something. It's telling you, hey, feed me. <laughs> I need energy. You want that. And so I tell people not to run away from that. So um, th- that's one of the, the positive side effects uh, that happen from uh, uh, those two simple tips. Again, one is 
do something on top of an old habit. And number two, allow yourself some wiggle room. Give yourself some uh, time throughout the week where you don't have to do it perfectly all the time. Or not that you have to do it perfectly. You, you can give yourself a, a, a few days off so you're not having to focus too much time on it. So I always believe exercise, sleep, nutrition are three very important pillars for our mental health and physical health. So after listening to our three guests today, what is one change you plan to do this winter during holidays? Leave me a message and let me know. I'm so glad to have you with me during this holiday week. I truly wish you and your family have a wonderful, happy, calm, and warm holiday. Thank you so much for listening to Deep Into Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Ishan. Enjoy the holiday, and I will see you next week. Sleep is an individual thing. We all sleep differently, and there is so much we can do to improve sleep quality. Keep hope and carry on. This podcast is for general informational purpose only and does not include the practice of medicine or other health professional services. Usage of the information we share is at the listener's own risk. And our content does not intend to be a substitute for any medical and professional services, diagnoses, and treatment. Please seek professional health services as needed. Are you suffering from insomnia? I promise you, the CBTI method in my course will definitely help you. Even if several nights of better sleep, that would be a world-changing experience for you. I have had so many success from my insomnia patients who have taken this course over the years. If you know someone who is struggling with sleep, go to my website and check out my course at deepintosleep.co forward slash insomnia.